You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. to this week's edition of the Yarrabosque User Group Radio Show on Community Radio 3CR Radical Radio, broadcasting from Naram, Melbourne, Australia. Thank you to Democracy Now! for the last hour of current affairs. My name's Chris and the Yarrabosque Users Group Radio. We're a weekly half-hour program about cycling, mobility, micro-mobility, uh, urban transport matters and getting around without a combustion engine. Now, on this week's show, I'm going to be chatting to Elise from Transport Equality Week, or Equity Week, I should say. And that is a range of actions and things that's coming up real soon, as in, I think, next week, to do with issues around transport equity. And we'll uh, expand upon that after the break. Now, some very important news and events that are coming up. Now, there's been a bit of an unfortunate thing happening out on Westgate yet again. And what am I talking about? Well, the Westgate Tunnel Works, which have been ongoing for quite a while. Now, there's something that's just been sprung upon uh, users of Footscray Road is there's going to be a surprise four-week Footscray Road shutdown. And it's going to be starting this Tuesday night, which is the, what, 12th? Because I think yesterday is the 11th of September, which is one most of us kind of tend to view away from. Uh, It's starting on Tuesday night. The Westgate Tunnel Project will close Footscray Road to cyclists until the 6th of October. And the detour will be via Dylon Road, but when Mooney Ponds Creek is flooded and the detour will be extended to the north and west Melbourne. Fantastic. And there's some service agreement about things like this where you're not supposed to force you... Oh, anyway, forget it. Am I too naive in thinking a bit of, for better things? No, I'm not. Anyway, uh, getting back to what Bike West have said, we asked WGTP about uh, but Dylon Road over North F- Melbourne Station will not be open to pedestrians and cyclists until December, three months after it was open to vehicles. Okay, I'll put some more details into the podcast description so you can follow that up. So, yeah, from Tuesday, if you kind of travel out west from the city or through that area, yeah, surprise. Um, another thing that to keep an eye on that I was noticing, Marybeck Council. Now, there has been a interesting officer's report about, well, how could I put it? It's very curious about D prioritising the Kent Road temporary bike lanes. And it's very odd. It actually, it's not actually to do with the behaviour of people using it, it's people who don't use it. And yes, it's, it's almost like the, the, the data points in the survey to, for end users doesn't seem quite right. It identifies 
poor driver behaviour and maintenance as issues as the reasons to rip out the bike lanes. And when these issues are raised about footpaths, we don't see them ripping out footpaths presented as a solution. And this is where, just stepping away from this, again, I will put more uh, details into the podcast description if you want to follow that up because I believe that will be coming up. The Kent uh, Road lanes as an issue on Marybeck Council. It comes into another thing of... Uh, a bit of criticism of councils don't step up hard enough. Well, they actually, um, yes, correct. They don't step up hard enough for separated mobility lanes. We think we should uh, start thinking about different ways of, it's not just cycling, it's people with mobility aids, it's people on scooters, people on e-scooters are using these lanes. And where the policy settings are all wrong, uh, yes, in a council, and yes, they're also at state and government level where, uh, planning and policy settings, as I keep repeating myself, uh, don't enforce things to a service level that uh, people who drive cars get because, you know, there's probably a political advisor out there, if, if they do listen to the show going, you don't know what you're talking about, it's all about uh, numbers and if, if you've got the numbers, we fund you. Well, I think we're beyond those, that sort of limited range of... Um, Arguments because of, as I'd, uh, I think I re- repeat myself on the show, but uh, without going into something you could talk about for a long period of time, which is externalities. We need different ways of getting about. And that's a part of what we're going to be talking today with Elise from uh, Transport Equality Week about the issues and challenges that face people face because we have this predominance, absolute, almost to a point of enforcement. And also, you know, if you want to be facetious about it, a thing called car brain is that people cannot think outside a certain paradigm of getting about. Yes, I understand that people have limitations and things in their lives where they need to do them. And we, in the last, what, under 70 years, we've completely and utterly forgotten about options and different ways of getting about. I was looking at a uh, really fascinating video from a uh, resident who lives in Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico? I've got that correct. How they used to have a, around the entire island used to be a uh, train line and used to service things and like pe- people getting to work, industry the like, and it's gone and everything now is car uh, dominated transport with all the issues that it entails. And it's also like uh, to you know, move a bit further south to uh, Nipaluna Hobart, where you've got a bus service, which is predominantly, the, well, with the exception of the ferries, is the only PT in the city, in a city that used to have trams and trains, because I know, because I used to have relatives um, employed in it, and where the service thing on it is really poor and it's still owned by the government it's really curious to see that but it's kind of the only capital city uh, uh that's oh, it's absolutely beholden to cars i mean i saw also there was another um discussion about how canberra is similar but i think hobart is really coming out poorly in terms of transport equity and uh you know you've got an older uh, less literate Unfortunately, uh, population, poorer population. I could go into a whole bunch of social demographic things, but um, it's a reason why 
you know, people move to big cities like Melbourne and Sydney and all down the eastern seaboard because they've got services and opportunities. And when you've got an area where you're isolated and all your freight and transport stuff, it actually is being funded up north, like the north of the state, in um, Luchawita, Tasmania. Yeah, you start seeing things really going horribly out of kilter. So... Uh, from a uh, Narrah Melbourne basis, I'd like to discuss that further with Elise um, after I play a few announcements, but also just to round out on some good news coming up on October. Friday, the 27th of October, Critical Mass North. Yep, finally going north, and if all goes well, it'll be uh, leaving from the... Uh, the uh, traditional uh, starting point of Critical Mass Melbourne, it's moved around a bit, but it'll be the State Library at 5.30 to 6. Uh, on Friday, the 27th of October, and be a pick-up point, I think, around Gertrude Street, and then heading out north, and then going all the way up to All Nations Park. Now, that is going to be a, going to be a big one, so uh, mark the date. Get it down. Uh, go to streetsalivederebin.org or .com. I think I should remember this um, for more details. And also uh, check out Streets Alive Derebin and Streets Alive Yarra and also Yarrabug because we also a co-host of this on the socials for more details. Okay, enough of that. After the break, I'm going to be talking to Elise about Transport Equity Week. Energy market is broken. Right, but Copower gives you better energy? Nope, no retailer can control where the electrons they buy off the grid come from. But as a Copower member, you can vote on where 100% of revenue goes. So instead of corporate profit, your energy bill builds the world you want to be a part of. That's cool. Learn more about the solidarity economy and Copower today and take the power back. Victorian energy fact sheets and basic plan information documents are available at cooperativepower.org.au. For clear advice on the right plan for you, contact us on 03 9068 6036. A 3CR supporter. And you're back listening to Yarra Basel Users Group Radio and Community Radio 3CR. And on the phone today, I'm going to have a chat about Transport Equity Week with Elise. How are you going? Um, good, thanks, Chris. How are you? Excellent. Nice sunny Monday morning. I hope you've been enjoying it so far. I have. I've been getting down the sun, walking around. It's bloody beautiful. Excellent. Now, a little bit about um, Transport Equity Week. How did this get started and, you know, a bit about your role in this? Yeah, so... I guess my role is I've been coordinating the Sustainable Cities Collective at Friends of the Earth Melbourne um, for just over a year now, and we've been running a campaign for better buses in Victoria um, with a key focus on Melbourne's western suburbs where they've got some of the lowest access to public transport uh, but some of the fastest-growing populations in the country. Um, And, you know, Friends of the Earth is an environmental organisation but also very much focused on social justice and our campaign for better buses, um, a lot of the key issues with it are really to do with social equity. Mm. Um, so that's been something that we really, like, weave into our messaging and um, when we're organising with folks, that's the kind of things that we're 
really hearing from community um, is how it's affecting people's, you know, finances, people's mental health, and sort of the disproportionate impact that that's having on people um, from marginalised communities or with lower incomes. Um, but the way the actual week got started is a bit of a funny story. Um, it was election night last year after the massive campaign effort we put in towards the state election. Uh, we were having a bit of a celebration at Faux, just, you know, winding up after a huge year. And uh, we ended up down at Trades Hall. And um, as I walked into Trades Hall, the one of the first people I saw um, in the room was the Minister for Public Transport himself, Ben Carroll. Huh. Um, and I hadn't, I hadn't actually met him in person before, so... I uh, just went over to, to say, hey, introduce myself and, you know, try to do a bit of late night lobbying. Um, and as we were chatting, I was explaining, you know, like all of the things I've been hearing from community um, in the campaign. And I brought up this sort of equity equity um, element. And he goes, oh, well, have you ever heard about um, Transit Equity Day in the US? And... Um, yeah, he's explained to me that there's been this movement in the US for the past six or seven years now where they have a day of action for transit equity on the 4th of Feb every year, which is Rosa Parks' birthday. Um, and so I went away and was chatting to some colleagues about it. And we were like, well, you know what, if that's if that's uh, something that's going to pique the interest of the public transport minister himself and it's something that's really relevant to um, Australian society and Victoria and you know the way our transport system currently runs we thought let's let's do it and now here we are. So um, hat check or tip towards uh, Ben Carroll for actually kind of giving foe and I <laughs> that's really that's fascinating in terms of what you know yeah. inadvertent synergy there. Well yeah exactly I don't know he sort of mentioned it in passing and then we were like well you know what we'll, we'll kind of just throw it back at him and and um yeah start this week of action and like I guess you know groups have been campaigning around sort of transport equity issues for a really long time um, and I guess it's just not really had that framing or there's not necessarily been this sort of umbrella term to kind of bring together all of these groups in solidarity to demonstrate like the wealth of issues um, that kind of fall into the transport equity sort of framing so yeah yeah, that's a really um, good. Well, it's a, it's a positive way forward because, like, predominantly on this show, we talk about issues either about places to ride your bike or your scooter. Kind of, we're kind of edging into uh, a new new thing of mobility here, and also like the policy settings of you know trying to get those um, budget allocations or um, someone pu putting in some political capital, and it it just seems like there's this impenetrable. Oh, okay, it's not as bad as I'm making out, but it's almost like the, this thing of where they're not seeing that giving people options actually frees up the network. And I was looking at some of the work that, you know, sustainable cities have done and um, going back 10 years ago, you know, also things around East West Link and the like, where there's too much predominance upon car-based transport to yeah. the detriment of everything else and these um, accessibility issues which don't need multi-billions or, you know, private partner, bloody partnership things to get started. And how how do we reframe these discussions around with government? And Because that's basically who we are talking to all the time about getting um, better options for people. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Like, I guess 
we, we just live in a society that is so highly car dependent. And, um, you know, when you look at like changes that are happening on the other side of the world, and there's really good examples in Europe and Canada and um, all over the place that kind of, you know, show how, like, I, I, it just, it's, Australia's just really, really backwards in our transport system, really, and that's that's um, when it comes to sort of our service level infrastructure and electrification as well. Um, and I guess, yeah, in terms of, I guess, how we talk to governments about it, I think it's really about demonstrating that overall kind of um, demand that, re- that yes. is really coming from the community, you know? Yeah, because um, that's the funny thing I find fascinating is, you know, you, you we all speak from our truth of you know, being advocates or whatever, and then you realise sometimes from another person's perspective, what on earth are you talking about? You don't understand my issue. Like, okay, um, with Yarra, we live in a transport-rich area, but sometimes, you know, we really have to work hard on getting that extra bit for cycling and scooting, you know, scooting about. And as someone who's from Wyndham, has a completely mm. different set of things where the transport planning has not matched up with what you were saying earlier, uh, yep. with the actual population thing. You go out to Wyndham and it's just amazing what's happened out there in the last, what, even just under five years. Um, mm. Can you talk about a bit what uh, some of the action's coming up? Yeah, yeah, sure thing. Um, so, yeah, there's actions sort of happening that are able to really demonstrate the variety of the issues that I was sort of talking about before. So um, on the 17th of September, which is the first day of Transport Equity Week, um, the Sydney Road Accessible Transport Campaign are going to be holding a rally at 1pm opposite Barclay Square in Brunswick to protest the lack of accessible transport that um, will happen in the area once the upfield line works upfield line uh, level crossing removal works begin. Um, so that's, yeah, highly recommend people get on down there to support those folks because it's just, you know, not having access to any transport is going to be really, really um, problematic for people, especially wheelchair users in the area. Oh, so, yeah. Um, and yeah. also there's got to be issues with, like, the upfield um, path alongside is going to be closed and it kind of pulls into sharp relief what's happened with the Sydney Road revitalisation sort of thing that, that's been a campaign for years. Yeah, it's like all these things, but they, again, as you're saying, they're only looking at one focus when it could be a bit more fine-grained yeah. for a better outcome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you about a few more of the actions. Oh, cool. there's, there's one sort of happening all over the country. So another one that's happening in Vic is um, the one that Sustainable Cities is doing ourselves where we're going to be having a... Um, a bus ball party on the on the Friday the 22nd. So that's sort of um, to show that, you know, people who ride the bus in Melbourne are actually the, the VIPs um, of, of uh, public transport users in the city because I think one of the things when it comes to buses is that there's a, there's a reputational issue because the service and reliability is, has been so poor for so long. People don't really um, understand that buses are something that, can be really, really a really great addition to our lives. Um, in New South Wales, we've got sweltering cities who are going to be releasing a re- the second report um, as part of their busted bus stops campaign. Uh, we've got Friends of the Earth, uh, sorry, Friends of Erskineville, going to be doing um, an action to restore their local bike lane. Um, Living Streets Canberra are going to be putting together a sort of photo collage action um, around sort of the 
active transport infrastructure around their streets. Um, and then Queensland Walks are sort of doing their ongoing advocacy that they've always been doing. Um, and I guess that's that's a really good point is that, like, you know, I was saying that transport equity is sort of a umbrella banner that hasn't really existed before in Australia. So I guess for the week of action, it's, you know, groups don't necessarily need to be coming up with new actions because, you know, there's people who've been fighting for transport equity for such a long time. But this is just a way to really pull all of these together in solidarity. Um, and I guess also to bring the wider envir- environment movement on board with transport campaigns because, you know, emissions oh, from yes. transport are the second largest, fastest growing in Victoria and are set to become the largest source in the country by 2030. So, um, yeah, it's time for sort of the wider environment movement to pay a bit more attention to this issue and and, and for that to be focused on public transport because it's really about... Um, equitable access and something that you know everybody can afford and have access to so yeah so yeah i was just thinking about going back to a fortnight ago and i was last show i was speaking to kate uh from safer murray road and that was um a like another multi-pronged sort of issue of narrowing down a footpath for accessibility for everyone in there including school kids to the you know for the prioritization of cars to the detriment of everybody else and part of that was well, just kind of trying to talk through how can people get involved, and you know, most people don't, un- you know, it's not, it's it's outside the way of operating. How do I take that step up to get involved with something now with Transport Equity Week? How, you know, talk talk me through if someone's got an idea or something, what can they do to actually get an event going or uh, take it a step further to say hypothetically they could put it into next year's. Um, week of action. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess it's about like it's. I it is tricky because you know asking for changes in the transport system is something that people often don't really think that they they can do. Um, so I mean, I guess from you know if you're going to be taking a community organising approach, it's like reaching out to those in your community who might be affected by the same issue and just getting organised. Um, but people can also participate in the week of action as individuals. Like, actions can really range from any sort of size. And if you're starting to sort of take some kind of action, then it's going to get noticed. Um, and, yeah, if you, we've got a website as well where people can head to and register all of their actions. And we're displaying all the actions that are happening as well. So if people don't want to necessarily do their own action. They can also have a look at what's happening nearby and get involved that way. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think if people... There's there's going to be things in communities all over the place that, that are just sort of happening. And I think this is one of the things with the transport system is that people tend to really accept things as the status quo and just sort of take things as they are and not really, you know, feel like they can do anything about it. So, yeah, I would say it's just about connecting with your community and, you know, get a petition going. Do a do a letter drop to your local MP or your local council, depending on what the issue is. Uh, do some flyering. Like, just con- get connected with community and reach out to sort of, you know, the local um, neighbourhood house or the groups or the, you know, the places nearby, the facilities, community sort of centres that um, will be a good place for, like, you just sort of distribute information from and things like that. Um, and, you know, if there's, there's always 
um, support here at Friends of the Earth as well. So if people, if anyone has an idea and something that they want to do, but they're not super sure on exactly, you know, who, who's the decision maker that's taking care of this thing or, you know, what would be the best way to go about it, anyone is welcome to reach out anytime. Um, and I'm happy to talk to anybody and, and help in that way. Yeah, yeah, because that's the thing of, uh, like, making that step, and, it, and it's incredibly hard. You know, even if someone isn't kind of thinking right now about an action, maybe what they can do during the week of action is doing something for themselves of sit down and observe or write down some points about something that they think needs to be changed and then, you know, working through that, you know, that initial process. You know, not everyone has the confidence or has uh, experience of being like an advocate. And, it's you know, it's like I've been in this space, what, 20, 25 years, and it is still hard. So I think... Maybe, you know, if you're not too sure, watch what uh, Transport Equity is doing and yeah. write down some notes. So um, websites, socials, how can people get in touch? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think you're, you're right. Like if people are sort of hesitant to get involved, I think this is really why we're doing it, you yeah. know. Like we're, we're providing a space that's going to sort of bring people together and and build people's confidence and their and their you know ability to have faith in themselves and trust themselves and trust the community and and know that this is something that we can sort of take action around yeah um so yeah the website um you can head to is www.transportequity.org.au um and we've also just got an instagram page as well which is um at transport underscore equity um and we've we've been sharing lots of there's loads of information there about, you know, what exactly we're asking for, um, the history of transport equity in Australia and in the US, um, as well as an organising toolkit. There's a social media pack um, and place to register your action, see all the actions that are happening. So there's loads and loads of resources on there as well um, if people want to get involved and, and, and informed. Um, and, yeah, there's a contact form on there as well if people want to reach out. But you can also just... Um, reach out to me directly um, as well. That's, yeah. Yeah, that sounds great. So yeah. the, the dates of the week are next week, which is? So starting on September 17th and finishing on the 23rd. Okay. So, yeah, so jump on that and, um, you know, again, do some readings, sit down and jot some notes, uh, have yeah. a think about what's going on in your area because, you know, we this thing of, like, becoming an advocate, sometimes you, you think oh, I'm kind of stepping out, I'm being a bit, you know, it's not what I'm used to. It's actually something that everyone should do. It's not It's not like an outlier or a performative thing. It's something everyone should do. And be kind to yourself yeah. and have a crack at yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. And, you'll, and you'll get the support, you know. Like people, there'll be so many people around you thinking the same thing and no one sort of saying anything. And sometimes you just need to be that first person that, you know, speaks up and then you'll, you'll be surprised. Mm-hmm. Right. Thanks for your time today, Liz. And no I'll put worries, and I'll put all the information into the podcast description. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll look forward to watching and reading about uh, the the events for Transport Equity Week. Beautiful. Thank you. And I'll also um I'll be on Bose Dirt Radio Show tomorrow morning interviewing Ali Scott from Disability Resources Centre and Emma Bacon from Sweltering City. So folks want to. Um, have a listen tomorrow morning. You'll you can hear a bit more about it then. Oh, you're doing wall to wall coverage on three CR Community yeah. Radio. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thank That's you. It. I'm all over it. <laughs> oh, you're all over it. Okay. Thank you so much. Thanks, Chris. Bye bye. Bye.
might have heard about the Community Radio Plus app, but it's only when you start using it that you'll wonder how you lived without it. You can listen to us wherever you are. At home, work, driving. On public transport, gardening, protesting, or even in the bath. Just search Community Radio Plus wherever you get your apps. And that's all we've got time for today on Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio. Uh, up next is Shebop followed by Black Block. CR would like to thank our Yarrabug program sponsor, Backrose Second Chance Cycles, for their financial support. Second Chance Cycles is a fantastic community workshop that recycles bikes, trains people in bike mechanics and sells bikes to the local community. If you have a healthcare card, they'll give you a bike free of charge. To find out more, search for Vacro online or drop into the underground car park, Harmsworth Street, Collingwood, any Thursday or Friday. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.